Profile with, with Wamboi Mburu. This is a repeat of Profile that was aired on Wednesday. Let me turn to the guest on air. John Moen is in the studio and with him our brother Lenny LeBlanc. Where do I even begin? I have so many questions people asked me to ask you. Let me just uh, get a little bit of the story of how the two of you came together. Don, you want to take that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, first of all, I want to say it's great to be uh, in Kenya my very first time. And uh, I, I appreciate uh, all the people that work so hard to bring us here. Uh, into you know uh, Kiberia, the the question why why do you pay for a worship concert? You know I get asked that as well. Um, the first time we went to India, nobody had ever charged for a concert because Joyce Meyer, a big evangelist, come Benny Hinn, and they and they pay for their band to come, and and I don't you know have anybody to pay for me to come. So I said the worship is free, and and when. Um, uh, Delta Airlines or KLM says the jet fuel is free, and then the, yeah. then it'd be a little easier to do a free worship concert. Yeah. But it's just interesting. But uh, I uh, we we are glad to be here, and I want to thank the uh, Parkland Baptist, just every Kiberia, everybody that's worked so hard and taken a big step of faith to bring us. But uh, after ten years of trying to come to Kenya, we are here. And uh, I'm so happy that Lenny LeBlanc was able to come with me on this trip. Uh, I'll let you tell the story how we first got together, Lenny. Okay. Uh, as well, it's, it's just wonderful to be in Kenya. I never thought we'd actually get here. But we are so excited to be here and uh, can't wait for tonight and tomorrow. But um, I came from pop music in the uh, late 70s, had a, uh, a short pop career and did, had some success. And when I entered the realm of Christian music, um, I started performing on worship CDs, and they were, they were by Integrity Hosanna. And I met Don one night at a recording, and uh, he was really responsible for giving me a platform as an artist in Christian music. So when he picks up the phone and says, Lenny, will you come to Kenya? I said, yes, I will. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I always say yes to wow. Don. So your friendship goes way back. Way back. And uh, I owe him a lot. So we're, wow. we love traveling together. It's just, it's just a great honor to be with him every time. Wow. Do, do you have some recordings together, by the way? Well, yeah, I've sung as a background vocalist on all of his uh, oh. CDs, just about all of them, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, we haven't done a, a duet uh, no, we should think about that. But we wrote a song the other day. Yeah, in we, Mombasa. Wrote, we wrote a song in Mombasa, our first time writing, uh, and uh, and we traveled. wrote it in Mombasa. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we are uh, t traveling a lot together. Sometimes just the two of us, and uh, we call it the Grumpy Old Men Tour. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you people uh, now that you bring the issue yeah. of age? Well, I'm 64 and Lenny is really? what? 49. No, you're... <laughs> I'm 63. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and here you are, so strong, so relevant, and I'll be coming to that. How do you retain the relevance as you, as you progress in life? I'll be coming to that. It will be very helpful. Let me just ask this. What took you too long? You know, one of the questions that one of our people in the newsroom asked me to ask you, Dawn, is because she recalls when Hope FM began, that is 2003, mm. and most of the, the, the most requested for songs 
happened to have been for Don Moen. Wow. Mm. I will sing. Our f- it, it was Don Moen. Every time you ask for request, Don Moen wow. would strew the, the page of the yeah. SMS. As, as we also got to uh, LeBlanc's Above All, you can never ignore that song. And she asked this, which I want to ask you now, Don, what took you so long to get to Kenya? We feel we've known you so long. What, yeah. what took you so long to that's visit a, us? Well, that's a good question. I, I've asked the same question, but uh, we had, uh, we've actually gone way down the road in terms of our logistics, including Kenya in a tour, uh, two or three times. Um, we've we've uh, been, uh, uh, I mean, 90% coming here. And then uh, due to, um, I think we're going to do a large outdoor event uh, it was around the time of the elections or something. Then the government said, no, the security, you can't oh. come. So there's things that happened uh, to, to say it's not a good time. We can't give you permission for a large outdoor arena at this point. Oh. So anyway, I, I just think God's timing is perfect. And it's, it is interesting that at, at a very dark hour in Kenya that God would open the doors for me to come. Now is the time. Now is the time. And I think I love I love the uh, the name of the station, Hope FM. And if people need to hear one thing in Kenya today, it is the word hope. So that's what I just think it's um it's a it's God's timetable. He opened the door at this point and uh, and it was no mistake that we, our very first concert was right in the gates of the port of Kenya, right in Mombasa, wow! Uh, the gateway to Kenya, the gateway to East Africa. So uh, the the Psalm twenty four uh, came to my mind. Uh, Lift up your heads, O ye oh, gates! Be gates. be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come, come in. And so we started. The very first note I sang in Kenya was at the gates of the of the nation. And we're welcoming the King of Glory. Amen. And uh, that's what we're doing in Kenya this time. So I think God's timing is perfect. I'm frustrated that it took me 10 years to get here, but we're finally here. And I don't think it'll be our last time here because we have had a wonderful time. And the people are wonderful. We love Kenya. Thank you. Yeah, we Thank love you. It. Thank you. What's your first impression? So it's your first time yes. in Kenya. Yeah. Lenny? Well, just the beauty of the of the landscape yeah. and just the hospitality hospitality and the graciousness of the people was just it just kind of blew us away we weren't ready for it when we got to Mombasa everyone was just so gracious and wow so welcoming All I can't right. I can't uh, remember a time that we've been so welcomed anywhere yeah. I think it's because we feel we know you yeah. many many of us have sung with you before I will sing uh, many of us have sung that song with you we feel like we know you yeah. we feel like we know you so uh, coming back to you, uh, Don. Okay. Uh, one of the words that they've used to describe you here have been humility. And I just want to ask you how you've kept from getting the, uh, let me just use the word fame, mm-hmm. getting the fame <laughs> into your head. Oh. It will help an upcoming uh, artist yeah. somewhere. Yeah. How do you keep it from getting into your head? 
Well, you have to surround yourself with people like Lenny LeBlanc, who 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 don't who <laughs> t- tell me that I'm, you know, what I do wrong. No, you know, I think um, I, I said last night on the uh, on Jeff's show that because uh, somebody asked that question, and uh, in in these days, uh, you can uh, you can become a, a household name overnight because of the uh, availability of the media and the uh, uh, social media. You can do an, a whole uh, wonderful uh, collection of songs in the vacuum of your own home with the Pro Tools and digital music. Yeah. And, and suddenly you've created this great piece of art and you've never had the ability, you've never had to go through the paces of, of being out in front of people, uh, honing your skills, and and digging down to find out what the message really is about and that's what i did for you know 10 15 years i before i ever led worship for the first time i was probably uh i was probably uh 34 years old 33 wow. years old so and i had done about 10,000 concerts before that staying in people's homes and so i think i think a lot of the key is just uh um don't take yourself too seriously. Um, don't be afraid of small beginnings. Uh, go out there and sing t- uh, for the at the old folks' home, you know, the retirement center. Go out and sing for the children. Uh, just just develop your craft, develop your skill. Uh, David, the psalmist, was out on the hills, just worshiping to nobody but the animals, the sheep. Mm-hmm. And yet God was preparing his heart the whole time. And uh, and then when the time came, you know, David was elevated uh, as a king. So, so I think it's all that preparation. Don't be afraid of submitting to your pastor. I think that's an important thing as well. Submit to leadership. Submit to friends. Surround yourself with people who will tell you the truth and will tell you, when you're uh, stepping out of line and say, uh, that was more about you than, than Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. And you got to have people around you that can say that to you. And Lenny does? Oh, yeah, Lenny for does. For you? Yeah. And you do it for I, me. And I got my family. I got Lenny. Yeah, I, got, I surround <laughs> myself with people that if I say something that's a little weird, you know, in, in the Christian industry, in the Christian movement, there's some strange stuff going on. It just looks, you know, it's it's a lot of show, showmanship, and and I don't like all that stuff. So um, if I ever start going that way, I have lots of people around me that will look at me and say, "Who are you?" and um, and you know, put me back in line. So, okay. Yeah. And good. you you accept that as oh, yeah. part of what? Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you. Uh, can I still uh, stick with you and ask you? That message of hope that you feel God giving our nation. Can you just unravel it for me just a little bit? Yeah. What do you hear the Lord speaking to our nation about right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, when you go through a difficult time, it's really easy for people to say you have to have faith. Uh, but hope is the first step to faith. I think hope comes first. When people lose hope, um, it's really hard to have faith. They they give up living, and they they begin to believe that that tomorrow cannot be a better day, and and you can't you can't believe that. You have to believe that even as dark as it may look right now, 
God is working in ways that you cannot see. Just like the song says, God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. That's the word of hope. So you have to believe whether it's your bank account, uh, your marriage, uh, what the doctors said to you in a report that brought fear to you, uh, the terrorist attacks. Uh, It can little by little just rob your ability to believe that Tomorrow can be a better day, Mm. but you have to not look at those things. You have to realize that at this very moment, God is working in ways that you Mm. cannot see, and he's working that way in Kenya. I I believe that, and the enemy would love to take out Kenya and to uh, paralyze it with fear, but as believers, Mm. what did Jesus say the whole time he was here on earth? Why Why are you afraid? Don't be afraid. You look through the Gospels. That's all he was saying. Don't be afraid. When the disciples found themselves in the middle of a storm, where was Jesus? He was asleep in the boat. And they said, Master, don't you care that we're perishing? And he said, Oh, ye of little faith. And he calmed the storm. But it's uh, Jesus is with us in Kenya in the middle of the storm. And his word to Kenya, the word of Christ to Kenya, is don't be afraid. Amen. Don't be afraid, because fear, I said it last night, fear will paralyze, mm. faith will mobilize you. And mm. we have to be mobilized. We have to keep moving forward. We can't just be paralyzed with fear, because uh, that's exactly what the devil, our enemy, wants, to paralyze us so we don't move forward. No, we need to mobilize and move forward Thank in you. faith. In faith. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Uh, Lenny, let me come back to you and a song that many have requested for here, right here. One Desire. Yeah. One Desire. One yeah. Desire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, w- I even have to ask you, is that your wife? It is. We've watched the video. <laughs> is that your it, 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 wife? Yes, it is. She sings with you? She sang on most of my records. Ah. And uh, she's not a big traveler. She doesn't enjoy traveling that much. But uh, she likes driving. So if I'm going to drive somewhere that's maybe a five to eight hour drive, she's all for it. Wow. You know, wow. and she'll come with me. But uh, mostly she's on the records but doesn't travel. All right. Yeah. The, there's something about that song that sometimes I, I, I wonder, at what point are you singing to it's her? And at what point are <laughs> yeah, you singing yeah. to yeah. Jesus? Well, here's, here's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's the story. I wanted to write a song that would enable me to tell her how I feel about her. And... What what was really great is is I was the songwriter, so I got to write what she would sing to me. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. okay. Here's what you're going to say about me. No, <laughs> I said I, I made sure it was okay with her. Do you really feel these things? <laughs> so really, the beginning yeah, was yeah, wanting to write a song right, for exactly, her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Ah. And then the bridge uh, is us coming together, and as one, we worship God together. Amen. The last part. Yeah. So. And finally, you do lift up your hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, would you describe yourself then as a poet or what? I, I don't know. I, I hate to put descriptions on it, on myself. Okay. I don't really. I, but I did was, you, did I you still, write Above All? I co-wrote it with Paul Balash. We wrote that together. Ah, yes. Paul. Yeah. Because that's a powerful song. Um, is there a story behind that song? There is. Paul uh, came to my city, and I was writing uh, songs for a new CD that, thankfully, Don said I could record. (laughs) (laughs) So I was trying to write songs, so Paul came and said, let's write some songs, Paul. And so he played me uh, 
portions of songs that he had had started. And he played me about 10 or 12 ideas, and they were good ideas, but I just didn't really connect with them. And I said, do you have anything else? And he said, well, I've got this one piece of a song, and it was the verse, Above All Powers, Above All Kings. And uh, he said, I've tried to write a chorus part for years and sung it in my church in different forms, but I'm not happy with anything I've come up with. So the next morning I got up early, I'm an early riser, and I sketched out the idea, the basic idea for the chorus. And he got up and we completed another song that I had started and went to lunch and I took him to our Christian station to do an interview and came back. I said, what about this for the chorus? And he he was like, oh my gosh, I never expected it to go that way because when you hear the verse, above all powers, above all kings, above all, you know, uh, treasures of the earth. You think when the chorus comes, it's going to say marvelous, glorious. <laughs> I know. Try to describe the greatness of God, but instead, it's it's like Philippians when it says, you know, he was even though he was above all, he became as nothing as a servant, and died on a cross. And so instead, it goes crucified. And whenever we'd sing that line, like a rose trampled on the ground, we'd both just break down and start weeping, uncontrollably, for like thirty minutes in my studio. We'd gain our composure, try to sing it again as soon as we sang that line. And I remember... Like a rose. Yeah, and I remember when Michael W. Smith recorded it three years later. I told Paul that day, I said, I don't know when or how or by who. Somebody's going to record this song, probably not me. Someone's going to take it to the world, and it's gonna, the world's going to sing it. And uh, three years later, Michael. Michael W. Smith recorded it, and he gave it the platform it deserved. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You write a song, but you trust God for someone else to take it yeah, to the world? Yeah, I have to because I'm not Don Moen. I have to rely on other people to make the song famous, and then I get to go sing it in Kenya. <laughs> Don, let me come back to you, Don. Uh, the, the whole area of worship, the worship ministry. Can, can I get the journey that took you there? Uh, well, that's uh, an interesting journey. Um, I, I was uh, I had traveled with an evangelistic group called Living Sound, uh, and that's where I we did like three concerts a day for uh, about three hundred days a year for ten years, and that's that's where I I was a guitar player and I was playing trombone and violin in the band. I wasn't a singer. So I was just in the band, and I had begun to write some songs because the uh, I was the music director of the group, and we were on our we'd be on a tour for a whole year, and we got tired of singing the same old songs. So I started writing a little bit, and um, and I I got a little bit of a knack for songwriting, and and yet I I had this desire not to just write a song that touches people in their intellect or in their emotions. And I am all for a song that moves you emotionally. I like that. But I, I wrote this down in my journal. I want to write songs that come in power, praise, healing, and deliverance. Healing. Those four things. Hmm. And so then I didn't write a song for a couple of years. Because uh, I just was trying to figure this out. How do I write a song that brings power, praise, healing, and deliverance? Hmm. So um, I was, uh, it was not about not early 1980s. I was... Uh, at my home, and I woke up in the middle of the night. This has never happened to me, but I heard a voice say to me, get up and look in your Bible and turn to Psalm 40, verse 3. 
So I got out of bed and I went to my office and I opened my Bible and Psalm 40 verse 3 says, I have put a new song in your mouth, wow. a song of praise to our God. Many, Many will see it in fear and put their trust in the Lord. Amen. And I sat hey. there and I said to Laura the next morning, I said, Laura, is your wife? My wife. I okay. said, something happened to me last night. I think I was ordained into something, and I don't even know what it is. <laughs> and it wasn't until a couple of years later that I led worship for the first time. But So, so that, that verse changed my whole approach to writing. He, he, he put a new he, song. Well, it was an answer to my prayer because yeah. I said, I don't want to write songs that just touch people here or in their emotion. I want power, praise, healing, and deliverance. So it was just like the Lord said, okay, I'm going to answer that prayer, and here it is, Psalm 40, verse 3. I have put a new song in your mouth, a song of praise to our God. Mm-hmm. Many will see it in fear and put their trust in the Lord. Amen. Yeah. And that has happened over the years. Yeah. Well, that was, that was uh, November of 91. We were on our way to uh, uh, Virginia Beach to record Ron Canoli's uh, Lift Him Up. Mm-hmm. Ah. And, and as we were going there, uh, the label had asked me, because they couldn't afford to just pay for one singer to do a record, they said, Don, why don't you take 45 minutes and lead the audience in worship before the recording? So that became Worship with Don Moen, the first <laughs> CD. No budget for it. Um, he was the opening act. I was the opening act. The band wow. didn't even know the songs. But as I was on my way to do that, the Lord reminded me of what he had said to me eight years earlier. I put a new song in your mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and put their trust in the Lord. And when I realized, hey, we're going to put this on a video, and I think it's going to go around the world, and people are going to see worship and put their trust in the Lord as a result of it. Yeah, wow. Wow. So what a journey. It's an exciting one, and we're still on it. Wow. Yeah. And you, Johnny, Lenny, coming to you, you just said at the beginning that you are in pop music. Yes. What happened to you? Well, uh, I had a friend that was a drug smuggler. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why is Don laughing so much? <laughs> I, know. I love the story. I think it's a great story. I think so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd come off a big tour. hearing it. I'd come off a big tour and I was home in bed and he called and he said, Lenny, I got saved and I'm going to heaven and I want you, I want you to be there with me. Are you saved? And I thought, just when things are going good, I was not looking. God was the last thing on my radar screen. Um, I had left my family six years before. I was eaten up with myself. I was selfish. I was, uh, you know, my God was my career. I worshiped it and nothing got in his way. And, um, Something in his voice just really stirred my heart, and he sent me a Bible, and I started reading it. And God began to reveal himself right to right there in my house through the scriptures. I began seeing God's love for me, and that he could give me uh, a new start, and he could forgive my sins. And it was just unbelievable. The, the call was so strong that I couldn't, I couldn't have said no. And I followed him and uh, became part of a church, and how I got into uh, worship was when I went to this church, they were singing kind of old-fashioned songs, and I thought, gosh, if I invite my friends here, they're not going to get this. <laughs> so I started praying for songs. I would go to the church at night and play piano and just write songs. I wanted to write songs about this God that changed my life and songs to Him, you know, not just about Him. So that's where my desire for worship started. and really Not worship about Him, but... To him, him. and and really, I didn't know what I was even doing. None of us did. That was really when worship was just, modern worship was just kind of being born, you know. So 
And your uh, your uh, pop label wasn't too impressed with that, right? No, because I, my, I called my manager in Los Angeles and I said, "Do you think they'd let me out of my deal at record at Capitol Records?" And he, he thought I was crazy. My friends thought I was crazy. I walked away from a pop career. My income went to zero. Um, but every time you sat down to write, yeah, every time I would sit down to write a pop song because I was under contract, and I'd sit down to write a pop song and it'd start out to be a love song, and when it got to the chorus, it'd be about Jesus. <laughs> And I said, well, I said, oh, no, this is not going to work. I said, Capital's not going to want these Jesus songs. Wow. And they didn't. And, uh, and I struggled for about five or six years, you know, financially and had a rough time. But uh, I just knew that God had called me to something different. Amen. And it's been many years. Uh, let me come back to that question I left pending. How do we keep relevant, bearing fruit, to whatever age the Lord calls us home. You know, I love that scripture where it says his mercies are new every morning. Okay. And you've heard the, the saying, you know, stay young at heart. Mm. And uh, I try to just have that outlook. I said, Lord, my body may be, you know, getting old. It's my knees are hurting. My hips are hurting. My back's hurting. But in my heart and my mind, I'm still a young man. And that's the way I want to keep thinking. Because uh, when you get where you don't want to listen to people and you're stuck in your ways you'll, you'll never learn you'll never move forward yes so i think just with god's grace and his mercy we're going to continue on this path until he mm-hmm. directs us different all right and yeah. for you don yeah i think um the way to stay relevant at least for me is i had to learn to be myself mm. um and that uh as i'm getting older um you know when i'm on a stage with uh, Chris Tomlin or, oh, or is, Israel or yeah, I mean these guys. It, it, I I hear in one one ear, Don Moen is not enough. You need to dial it up a bit and become a little cooler and a little hipper. Oh. And in the other ear, I hear, just be yourself, and that's the Holy Spirit. So I I really think the way God's let me be relevant is I I can I realize I can only be Don Moen. I can't be. Tiberius, I can't be Alvin Slaughter, I can't be Israel, I can't be Ron Cannoli, I cannot be Michael W. Smith, but I can be Don Moen. Yes. And I think that's what, uh, especially even young people, connect with that. They, they see a guy up there that, you know what, he is, uh, he is authentic. He is who he is, and I think that's, that's the way you can stay relevant for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And when, when you start trying to be somebody you're not, yeah. I think that's when you lose your relevancy. Wow. So I, I tell worship leaders all the time, if, if you forget everything else I said, don't forget this. Be yourself. Because yeah. if you can stand up, God doesn't always pick the most beautiful, the most talented, the most gifted, but he looks at hearts and he picks you. And if he's picked you to be a worshiper or on a stage, uh, you have to be willing to stand in your own skin. And realize God chose you. You're there for a reason. He wouldn't appoint you without anointing you to do what he wanted you to do. And I, I've learned that God never anoints who you want to be. He anoints who you are. Amen. He starts right there. So I tell worship leaders, just be yourself. Amen. And when you come to grips with that, I think you'll feel the Holy Spirit putting a, a wow. cloak of authority around you. Same in as a radio host. Yes, you, you, to me. Yeah, yeah I'm saying you, yeah. you come across, re- you are yourself on the radio, but uh, there's you could listen to all kinds of DJs, all kinds of uh, uh, sh- hosts, 
And you say, I want to be like her. I want to be like that. But you got to be who you are, and that's what's going to connect with the people. Don't have you written anything. Have you written any? I must buy your book. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, maybe I'll call it Be Be Yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Please write some. Have you written a book? No, I haven't. Uh, Lenny? No. Really? And you people have this way with words. Why aren't you you putting something down? Yeah, and as far as being relevant, you know, you, you... I'm always uh, looking for ways to um, enhance what I do. So I listen to new styles of music. I glean from them, and maybe I just take a little bit and reinvent what I do, but I'm still me, and Don is still Don. But you listen to Don's records today, and stylistically and and, um, instrumentally, they sound a little little different. They sound more current, but it's still Don. Very much Don. His songs are still the same. He's still singing the same. Yes. And it's just in a different frame. You know, I have three minutes, and yeah. I must release these people. Wow. Um, I'm sad to say I have to release them at twelve. I had wanted them up to one. <laughs> in the three minutes, just a few questions. Number one: any scripture from both of you that well just keeps ministering to you? Don't I know some forty uh, verse three that you've shared? Please yeah. share another that that you find every so often coming back as though alive again yeah mm-hmm. um, Isaiah uh, 43 18 and 19 uh, behold I will do something new and now it will spring forth will it not astound you I will make a roadway in the wilderness and a river in the desert and uh, that's um, I love that verse behold I will do something new and now it will spring forth and and that's a, that's a word of hope yes uh, you know, yesterday's gone, the past is gone, but God says, behold, I will do something new, and now it will spring forth. And he said he'll make a roadway in the wilderness, he'll make a river in the desert. When you think things are impossible, God can do the impossible. Amen. That we serve a God of the, of the impossible. Amen. So uh, I, I always, I probably think about that scripture every single day. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Lenny, and, and by the way, Lenny, someone wrote to say they love your hair. <laughs> you which which hair are you speaking? <laughs> Why God, did you cut it? God's not going to have any problem counting the hairs <laughs> on my head. <laughs> All right, the scripture. My favorite scripture is in Colossians, and I can't remember exactly where it's at, but mm. it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Ah. Um, he gives me hope every day when I wake up that He's in me, and that's the way I'm going to get through the day is because of him. Amen. Amen. Your families, just introduce us shortly to your families. Lenny? Uh, my wife, Sherry, and two daughters, Noel and Hannah, and now a son-in-law, Ree. One two of grand- the uh, married? Uh, both, one is married, uh, and I have an 18-year-old grandson wow. from one and a uh, 17-month-old granddaughter from my 27-year-old. Wow. All right. Two girls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Don, your family? Yep. Uh, of course, Laura is with me on this trip. Um, we have in May, uh, this, well, on the 19th of May, we'll be married 42 years. Wow. So Congratulations. Af- thank you. After uh, 12 years, we had our first child, and then we, it was a girl, and then we had a boy, Michael, who's here. Um, he's our second child. And then uh, Rachel and John and James. So we have, uh, we, in, in seven years, we had five children, girl, boy, girl, boy, boy. So, uh, and it's wonderful. And we have one granddaughter now. All right. 18 month old granddaughter. All right. And all of them with you in ministry as. Yes. Uh huh. Wow. 
Wow, as evidenced by your son yeah. right in the studio, actually. Yeah. Yes, if we had more time, we would have gotten a bit of his voice. Join us next week for another life-changing story on Profile, only on Hope FM, where you listen and live.